Hey there, boys and girls. It's Ralph Garman, and you're listening to Talking Codswallop. Good choice. Hello, everybody. This is Ming Chen from AMC's Comic Book Man. You might know me from the Tell Him Steve Day podcast and the I Sell Comics podcast. Listen, I love podcasting. I love talking, but what I really love doing is talking codswallop. Hey, I'm Alicia Witt. I'm Daniel Portman from Game of Thrones. I play Podrick Payne. I'm Ellipses, and you're listening to the talking... Okay, I'm Mark Bernard, and you're listening to the Talking Codswallop podcast. Hey, man, it's Kevin Smith. Silent Bob, whose voice you were never used to hearing in the 90s until I started opening it up, man. And that's because I'm a podcaster and you're listening to a podcast. Talking Cod Swallow, right here, man. Welcome to this week's Talking Codswallop. I am Gemma. No James again this week. He's such a slacker. But I have got the wonderful, amazing, very, very funny Lucy Orchard with me. Woohoo! Hello! Hello, Codswallopians. Uh, Thanks for welcoming me. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what Tom's trying to call everybody. <laughs> but it's the salty tadpoles. <laughs> Wallopites. Wallopitons. No, salty tadpoles. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like sperm. Oh. <laughs> right. Okay. Right. <laughs> oh, they all know this. It's uh, many moons ago that it was decided. So, uh, yeah. But, you know, like tadpoles are fish as well. Uh-huh. And, you know, talking codswallop. So, you know, I think it's a perfect name for us, really. <laughs> <laughs> so, Lucy, how are you doing? <sighs> I've had better days, but um, generally uh, all all are well and healthy. Uh, got a roof over a head and a shirt on my back. That's good. So, um, you know, on, on paper, I'm doing well. But um, as a lovely British person... Give me five minutes, I'll complain about anything. Yeah, exactly. Have you ever seen the... Um, are you on Twitter? Uh, you are on Twitter. I, I am on the Twitter, yes. yes. Yeah, we'll go through your credentials later. But um, have you ever seen the Twitter handle British Problems, I think it's called, or Great British Problems? Oh, I can already imagine how brilliant it is. It's amazing. Basically, it's got like every sort of saying that a British person would ever say. All right, I'll, I'll, let, I'll let you into this. My mum my mum's um, was at M&S the other day and all the panic buying has just started up. Sorry to date the programme, but we can't really ignore the pandemic. <laughs> no, that's fine. But she um she said all oh, the coffee was gone i mean the single strain coffee i mean the the house blend was still there <laughs> yeah <laughs> no colombian no guatemalan no <laughs> i mean there's there's some nasty italian french press but i mean for Christ's sake we're not at war <laughs> <laughs> was there toilet paper though i think that's the important thing oh not just any toilet paper marks and spencer's toilet paper <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say you're very posh if you're going to Marks and Spencers. <laughs> I thought it was strange as well. I thought you know you go to M&S to get stuff, but you wouldn't go to get toilet paper. No, not unless you were literally there was a dictate that came out that went every single shop in the world has not got it. <laughs> you're more likely to stop at like a one of those soup, um, one of those um, car petrol stations at three o'clock in the morning and grab some. Yes. 
Yeah, definitely. Then you would go reminisce. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Did you ever watch The Mighty Boosh? Oh, my God. Did I? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it was always when I talk about or think about Marks and Spencers, I always think of when they did the intro and they were in front of the curtains. And it was like Noel Fielding's line is something along the lines of, she only goes to Marks and Spencers for a few bits. <laughs> i miss the mighty boosh i really want it back i i miss i also i tried to watch a program that julian was in the other day based on my love for the boosh yeah Uh, you can't replicate it and it was also a completely different thing and i hated it as well and i got so upset that i didn't like it because it's got julian in it and i wanted just i just I didn't care what it was or what the storyline is. I just wanted to walk around with some super patches on his elbows. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe the occasional bumming off of a crack fox. Just some, just something, but nothing. Uh, you've got to let it go. You've got to accept what was what. Move on. Yeah. Understand the future. But no, no. Was that truth seekers <laughs> by any chance? No, it was flowers and Christ oh. was shit. We can swear, can't yes, we? Yes, yes, fuck yeah. A bit late, a bit late now, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you carry on. Um, yeah, with regards to, have you ever seen the programme Truth Seekers then on Amazon? No, I haven't got Amazon. I've only just got, uh... I've only just got a password for that, wink wink. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you've got a password, then you've got it. So it's free on Amazon. It's called Truth Seekers. It's uh, Simon Pegg and Nick Froster in it. Ah! Oh! Yeah. And Babylon Five is a big part of shit. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> and uh yeah, and also Julian in it as well. Yeah, so I think you should definitely check that out. I yeah, at first I was a bit like, Oh, I'm not quite sure what's going on here, but yeah, it's it's really good. I'm not gonna speak about it because I don't wanna ruin it, but it's really, really good. Spoilers alert. Spoilers. <laughs> I think, yeah. I think it's too soon to be talking about it, really, because it is so brand new. you got to give people a chance to see things, haven't you? Oh, you've got to give reason people, give people a reason to hate you. So what's the ending? <laughs> <laughs> they all die. <laughs> that Titanic, that fucking sinks. <laughs> yeah, and there was plenty more. Uh, there was plenty of room on that um, board or whatever for him to get on. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm bored. (laughs) (laughs) Bad, bad (laughs) German. Right. Well, let's get started. You got your Carlsberg. Got me car. I got me fag. Got me lager. You're a classy bird. (laughs) I really am. (laughs) (laughs) She'll start picking her nose soon as well, I'm sure. Yeah, as a truck driver, I do have certain standards that I have to abide to. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, before we start the episodes, what we tend to do is we get off our chest any grievances that we have with what a load of cod swallops. So, Lucy, have you got any cod swallop this week? Because I know you do. So, I've got a list. Yep. <laughs> Go for it. <laughs> right. Okay. Raise your hand when you want me to stop. Right, first of all, big fan of the archers, and there's a storyline going on with modern day slavery. It's getting on my tits now. They've taken the piss. They've undermined the storyline. Um, uh, the 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 alcoholism storyline completely missed the point on that one. Um, I'm, the fact that I'm holding on to any sort of storyline that involves Freddie and Linda means it's a 
fucking cold day in hell. <laughs> uh, waking up and finding that the car is frozen, therefore I'm going to have to add an extra 10 minutes onto getting up at or what is an already ungodly hour. I may as well get up before I go to fucking bed the way it's going. <laughs> what time are you getting up then? I'm getting up at about quarter past five. Ooh, yeah. So first alarm is at quarter past five. I get out of bed at half past five, but I have to allow myself a treat of 15 minutes. Yep, me too. Yeah. And then to go out and to find the car was frosted over when I have allowed nothing more than two minutes plus or minus time yeah that's not good that's not good at all I thought tell you what if I smash the windows through they won't be frosted (laughs) (laughs) I am really not a morning person (laughs) teething kittens kittens that teeth um I used to have a microphone that was good for podcasting the audio on this would have been delectable but she's ploughed away through that. My mother can be on her hands and knees making a fire. Just, you know, tender the fire. And the kitten will take a running fucking jump and just bite her. <laughs> oh, no. It's like, you know, the, you know, um, oh, what's the little ninja guy in the Pink Panther that comes out uh, of Peter Sellers? Just like... <laughs> I can't remember, to be honest. So, yeah. <laughs> that is the kitten with my mother at the moment, plus the teeth insecure men haven't got any time for them they really need to go fuck themselves i think we need to delve into that one in what <laughs> in what aspect <laughs> male truck drivers that don't like women that can do the job yeah and it's not that they think that we're going to take their jobs off them is that they worry that their wives will find out that we can do a full week and do the laundry and wash the kitchen down and cook a meal. <laughs> and it's not about us taking jobs off truck drivers it's about job truck drivers actually giving jobs at home yes yeah definitely we're sort of we're, we're, we're revealing the curtain really i just haven't got any time for it or um if they don't if you know something more than them i mean there's a great divide between people that drive class one and class two i i don't have a problem with anybody because i just consider what you what you earn as a living yeah and more often than not for example with myself you earn more money driving a small truck than you do driving a big truck but if if, if a man can only drive a small truck and they know that you can drive a big truck they have beef with you which is a completely one-sided argument that you're not involved in. No consent. Yeah. Um, they just sometimes just one day wake up and take umbrage with you and you just think, fuck off. Yeah. <laughs> Get in your little truck and fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait till you're as small in my fucking rearview mirror as your little truck is. <laughs> <laughs> and your penis. Yeah. Another one, email mistakes. So I got very proud. I've been invited to star Dario Durham is a comedian from Chicago and during lockdown about April May he had a number one comedy record called laughter is the best medicine that was his second number one and and that was so creative and and well received it made his previous one go to numbers well and he is now doing an all-female comedy album and he has approached me as one of the one of the women around the world that he's met online through comedy and he's asked me to be on it so I did that amazing gig last last week that um, I was hoping you'd be able to come to, but I do live too far away. Yeah, I will be there next time. It's just sometimes yeah. in the evening I don't like night driving too much, and yeah, it wasn't. You're an hour and forty minutes away. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, and I'd rather you. Actually, I've got plans for you to come to the January one anyway. Okay, cool. <laughs> you, you've got two months to get yourself together. Um, so I got home. And even though it was really, really late and I'd worked really, really early, I was uploading the file and doing this, doing that. I missed his, I missed one letter out of his email address. Oh. And I didn't realise for three days. I was like, it's weird. He's not, he's not replied. So he's got the file. And I looked and it was one letter out. And I thought, you knobhead. <laughs> this was a case of reading English and typing it back in. <laughs> Did you miss the deadline or was it all fine? No, I haven't missed the deadline. But there's somebody out there now that's got all my work. <laughs> 
didn't bounce. Um, somebody was saying it could be that they're like a really high up executive. And I'm like, fuck are they? Have you some, I'm probably just going to watch Turnover TV one day and there's going to be some sort of blonde woman talking about killing people and driving trucks. I'll be like, that's my fucking material. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, hopefully it went to their spam folder. I'm sure it went to their spam. I'm hoping. And then my last one this morning, it was seven o'clock in the morning and I was driving along and I saw a guy on an e-scooter smoking a vape and I wondered if I mounted the curb and killed him would anyone miss him <laughs> I don't get e-scooters they're, they're motorized but you don't need an MOT or a license or any sort of helmet or protection or mirrors or road safety or awareness and vaping you're basically you're creating stars in their eyes with every meter yes I know <laughs> Chris has got a vape and he um he constantly is it set to knobhead? Is it sort of that level where it's like one pu- one one puff can create a house of puffs? Yes, it is. It is. And sorry, Chris, I know you listen, but yes, it is still set to knobhead. So <laughs> yeah, it is insane because it's like you know when you have a normal cigarette or whatever. I couldn't. I had to leave a smoking area once because I couldn't have a smoke in peace. <sighs> Because some bloody Sherbet Rainbow Unicorn Dust twat, right, <laughs> was puffing away on his look at me vape. And it, I can't, that perfume stuff, it makes me feel sick. Yeah. I like my my cigarettes to taste of tobacco because they're a cigarette. Yeah. Well, I like them to be a little bit mentholy. But yeah, I agree. Men- mental, mental's fine. You've got two choices, mental or normal. But like rainbow glitter, apple daydream, all that stuff. <laughs> No. Just dip a lollipop in nicotine and fuck off. <laughs> well, I think that's it, isn't it? It's perfect. That does actually sum up vaping. So, <laughs> but I did, and that's what I've got for the list of my my, my gripes. And that's that's just for now. But I, I may raise my hand at any moment if we need to go back and reinvestigate yeah. this. Oh, is yeah, they happen throughout. Anyways, it's not an issue. But um, yeah, going sort of back to vaping. I tried vaping at one point. Um, because you know he was doing it, so I thought I'll oh, I'll try it as well. You know, peer pressure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was loads. Um, but although to be fair, he's been very good at the fact that I'm still smoking. So you know, I can't really. I'm you know, it's not really any issues. But um, at the same time, he. Uh, sorry, I I couldn't get on with it because it's like it made my chest really really tight, and I was being sick with it as well. When it first came out i had one because they were they were able to um be you could use them inside yeah and i remember because i used to be quite involved in the nut and i was at conference i was sat like third row back and i was just there puffing away on an e-cig absolutely thought i was billy big bollocks um and, and it entertained me profusely but i don't tend to smoke cigarettes during the daytime and i was only smoking the e-cig in the daytime so i'd upped my smoking yeah <laughs> <laughs> which is the opposite point of them so I just went back to having fags in the evening. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good idea. <laughs> so do you think I've really got any codswallops this week? Because to be honest, I haven't really been out of the house. But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got a couple of funny things that have happened that I've seen because I, I drove up to Paul on Sunday. Still a little bit confused as to whether we're allowed to do that kind of thing or not. But yeah. I did it. So, you know, it's happened now. So I can't really backtrack. Yeah. I mean, it was obviously to go and see Chris. It wasn't to just 
walk around all the shops that are closed but <laughs> that used to be open that used to be open oh that used to... do you remember when that was open <laughs> oh man i wanted to go to primark today <laughs> i hate primark <laughs> so do the children that make the clothes <laughs> yeah yeah exactly <laughs> yeah there was a couple of funny things that i actually saw on route one of them was in a field there was a sign put up which was you know, like advertising Guy Fawkes night or whatever um you know obviously celebrations that didn't happen there was a cow in the middle of the sign <laughs> that got stuck so it managed to get itself into this sign so it was like if you can imagine it's massive triangle and it's got like a triangular frame as well and this cow, all you can see was the backside of this cow, <laughs> sort of like, <"Mur." laughs> And can I ask, what did you do about this? I was driving, so nothing. <laughs> no, it was a it was a busy road, so you know, like sixty mile an hour road. If it had been like a thirty mile an hour, and I could pull over, I probably would have pissed myself laughing and took a photo, but. <laughs> I I ring when I want anything like that. There's a sheep on its back. <laughs> <laughs> but then it would ruin the comedy for other people. Oh. <laughs> I love animals. Don't get me wrong. I absolutely love them. But oh my god, it was so funny. He was all right. His tail was flapping. He was fine. He was having a lovely time. He was. <laughs> but then, you know, maybe the farmer should think twice about putting the advertising in his fields, you know? Yeah, money before welfare. That was it. That's what it was. Yeah. Or put some sort of uh, shield up so that, you know, the cow... A cow guard. Cow guard. <laughs> yeah, exactly. How would the farmer learn if I help? Exactly. If anything, you've learned him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And the other thing, and now this, mm -hmm. I really, really couldn't get my head around. So there was a guy that was cycling his bicycle, because obviously cycling, and he was pushing a mobility scooter. <laughs> so it was like a tandem kind of bike, but it was like, it had this guy in a mobility scooter who was in front. And then like a chariot, but he was the horse. Yes. <laughs> it was so bizarre. So he, he literally, it was a mobility scooter. And then there was a guy right behind that was like almost, it was attached cycling. <laughs> That's where someone's completely missed the point of like go green pedal power. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, Tony, get some rope. No, I'm not going to charge it up. You're going to cycle. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, how bizarre is that? <laughs> but it really, really made me laugh as well because I was just like, aw. <laughs> the guy in the mobility scooter probably could have gone faster on his own. Oh, I wonder if every now and again just leaves the brakes on or like revs up and overtakes him. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that's what's happened. He was actually supposed to be pushing, but he decided he got said he got so fed up with it that he decided to uh, overtake him. Well, I suppose I mean that's technically what you would do, isn't it? If your mobility is just broken down, you need a lift. Yeah. So that that should have a vehicle on toes style on the back of it. <laughs> well, I mean, it might have done. What hanging and from the up high vis hanging off the back of yeah, it, <laughs> hanging off of the um, cyclist bum. <laughs> little beacon on his head yeah. or a traffic cone whichever exactly yeah 
Wow, that is a strange one. Wow, I could actually picture it. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm more than happy to make people laugh. <laughs> so, Lucy, let's get into things. Let's do the sort of truck driving side of things first. Is it kind of quite difficult being a female driver? I know we sort of covered it a little bit. I mean, 99.999% of them are lovely. Yeah. Absolutely. And I say them, I'm talking about them as a, as a race. Yeah. It's just the it's just the the, the 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 loud ones. So they're few, but they do seem to make enough noise. Yeah. Um sometimes as well, other women aren't aren't your best friend. Um and you just think, God, if we just worked together, we would be the stronger race. Come on, girls. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we are with everything uh, else. <laughs> you know, if we if if we if we all just work together a little bit more. Um it, it's it's not too difficult. I mean the the, the, the trucks of, of old, the trucks of yore. Uh, are a complete different machine to the trucks that we have now. So, I mean, there's a button and a bell for everything. Yeah. I think it's just when you paint a picture of how you're the toughest trucker on the road and how it's a really tough job and you know, you're the only man that can do it, and then I skip out in pigtails. Yeah. And I'm like, <laughs> They're like, oh, fuck, they're not going to believe that this is a job only I can do. Um, but I mean, ultimately, my my greatest inspiration is um, Queen Elizabeth. She was a truck driver during the Second World War, right. and if it's good enough for Ma'am, it's good enough for me. Ah, I didn't know that, but yeah, that's kind of. Oh cool. yeah, if you have a look at the ATS, uh, she used to do the oil change. She can. I mean, she was allowed to go out once to a party in the middle of the night, so she she so she she robbed an ambulance and drove it. <laughs> um, I mean, that's when the wheels were sort of like bigger than the than the cab, you know, levers and everything like that. So I mean, yeah. it, I mean, I'm currently I'm driving a tipper. Um, and whereas you'd have to, I've had, I've, I've always been like, if you're the last person into the company, you get the crappiest truck. Yeah. So I've had it. You've got, I've, I've got a manual tailboard at the moment. That's for physical strength, but it's not, it's not beyond me. And I, even though I know listeners, you can't see me, but there's not much to me. No. <laughs> and, and if I can do it, um, and also I'm never the, I'm never the smallest person on the team either. <laughs> Truck drivers, I don't know why I'm whispering, but truck drivers are incredibly short. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> they look normal when they're sat down through the windows and they get out of the cab and they keep they keep climbing down and you're thinking, is there a hole? <laughs> and then you realise, no, they're just little duds. Um, it's, <laughs> it's a great job for burly leprechauns. Oh, <laughs> well, you know, but at the end of the day, it's your job, isn't it? And you, you know, is it quite nice actually sort of getting out there and, uh, driving and stuff? When I was on the Arctic, so I was long distance and I was doing it for rock and roll. Um, so we'd go out with bands across Europe doing their, their music tours. Oh, amazing. And you'd get, I mean, I, um, one of the questions you had posted on uh, what is the weirdest place you've drive, yeah. driven your truck? Yes, that was by my friend Serena. Yeah, um, I uh, I'm quite famous for I've been I was filmed driving it through a corridor in Germany um, because that was the only way in. Okay, and then um, the other weird place was I I had we there was a, a concert inside a, a castle in Verona, and um, you're sort of if you could imagine what would be the portcullis shaped entrance. Uh, getting the truck through there and and you you have to be banked through and if you're being banked through if somebody else is directing you through any damage to the truck it's not yours because you were following instructions it's that's why i like being banked because the blame goes to them yes <laughs> <laughs> and um there was a little jetty out rock and it just sort of scratched my hubcap and on my defect sheet i put it down as roman architecture uh as <laughs> the reason for me scuffing my hubcap <laughs> you know if the romans had just had that little bit they were progressive 
but they just weren't progressive enough. If they just made it another six inches, the truck wouldn't have been damaged. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Yes. <laughs> but as it is, driving around the southwest, because I'm higher than, than cars and stuff, yeah. I can see over farmers' fields. So you might drive through a, drive past a field and not think anything of it. I can see 50 deer. Um, or I can see that rolling vista or, um, you know, where the, the field, it looks like an infinity field where it just sort of cuts off and then just drops down to people's sky or the sunset. I, I, I get to see things that people would pay to see. And that's just a daily basis. Oh, can I come out on a road trip with you one day? Of course you can, darling. Yay. Of course you can. <laughs> I'll, I'll bring my camera. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be a tip driver, then I went long distance Arctic, and I'm back on being tippers. And I haven't done it yet because I'm trying to keep my crazy to a minimum until my feet are under the table. But I like to have um, a face mask, a, a person's mask face on the passenger seat. Okay. So um, my neighbor had a 40th birthday party and we all had masks made of him as a child. And I just thought, oh, this would be funny. I'll stick it on the passenger seat. And as I'd approach somewhere, People would walk to his side of the door to speak to the man. Ah, uh, okay. And then they would realise that it was a cut-out cardboard mask of a 12-year-old. And they'd have to walk all the way around to speak to the only human. So I changed it to uh, Taylor Swift. <laughs> and then people couldn't work out. They'd stand in front of the cab and they couldn't work out which woman they had to talk to. Because uh, <laughs> they'd obviously choose a male cardboard face than... <laughs> Than a human woman's face. Um, and I haven't done it yet because I've named my new truck Britney Spears because she's an old girl, but she's working still. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Been broken down a couple of times. There's still life in her, but she can be a bit crotchety. <laughs> um, and and I'm, I'm waiting until un, until the point where they're like, Lucy, no, don't. <laughs> I just want to, I want them to just accept that I'm fucking mad as a bag of spanners and then just go, did you see the Lucy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that pretty yeah <laughs> maybe have um a picture of like boy george or something and that'll really throw them <laughs> they would rather talk to that than me honestly it's like they sort of go up they look up and they could see them go ah oh, like style it out style it out walk around talk to the woman <laughs> oh funny but then you know that's material isn't it yeah for uh you know for the other side of things that you do so yeah but before we move on because owen wants to know who's your favorite serial killer right i'm a massive fan of all killer no filler um which is a podcast about serial killers and it's not to glorify the serial killers it's sort of to to debase them and to point out how many errors were made in their capture and to just it's sort of like um, I find women that are into serial killers are like pheasants that want to know about roads. We're the ones that are likely to be the victims of. So the more we can learn about the crib sheet and the, the scores and the, the, the different plays they do. There was one that I oh, I can never remember his name, but he was in the Victorian days and he was a pharmacist. And you only have to be next to him for three minutes and you get a life policy, life insurance policy out on you. Oh, really? And then you die. Yeah. And I find it fascinating that I could take a life insurance policy on out on you, but you wouldn't know. Like, it would be completely separate. I could ring my insurance company and get an insurance policy out on your life, but you wouldn't be involved in this at all. So then if anything happened to you, I would I'd bear the proceeds. And that's been the same way for hundreds and hundreds of years. And I just, I, I don't know why they're not more involved in police crime dramas, <laughs> where they just ring up AXA insurance and go, is anyone going to 
you sure it's that one, so and so? Ah, right, can we get a dress? <laughs> <laughs> that does make more sense, doesn't it? <laughs> I never knew that. That's really fascinating. Mm. Yeah. There's there's so many of them. I mean, I mean to use favourites, terrible. Um but I mean if you if you if you want to read the the Fred West, I mean that yeah. is a just that is a journey down a rabbit hole that you will lose time and and, and dreams and uh, just the man and, and and she was fucking nuts as well. Yeah. And uh, just I mean I think we I think we can give the Americans a run for their money, definitely. Oh. I think we're I don't think we're lagging behind on the league tables there at all. No, I absolutely agree with you there as well. And it's a, I think it was actually our last Halloween episode, so not the one that's just come out, but the previous year's one, because um, we were actually talking about serial killers on that episode, and because, uh, you know, something spooky. And, uh, yeah, it turned out that James, who's my usual co-host, he'd been out on a like scout trip or whatever with Harold Shipman and his kids. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, seriously, James, you could be dead. <laughs> I mean, that one's a fascinating case to look into. I mean, the, yeah. the, the the bag of goodies in the shed, like the fact they couldn't work out exactly which trophies came from what. And the wife was like, oh, it's mine. It's all 50 wedding rings. Yeah. Nuts. And then, of course, you've got a big, big, big shout out to all the truck driver serial killers as well. Because, I mean, yet, as yet, there's not been a female truck driver serial killer. Um, as yet. yet. <laughs> yeah. As yet. <laughs> Hashtag life goals. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what you could do then. You could have your little couple cut out of, um, what's that American serial killer with the cross on his head? Oh, Bronson. No, not Bronson. Um, Manson? Yeah. What do you reckon? <laughs> And then they might talk to you first. <laughs> I know, exactly. Oh, stay away from him. He's religious. <laughs> talk to the woman. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Try and sell us a pamphlet or something. Go talk to the bird. <laughs> uh, no, but I do. Yeah, I do occasionally listen to... Uh, was it no killer? Oh, all killer. All killer, no, no filler. Yeah, that's it. Um, so I do listen to them, but you know, I've got so, so many podcasts that I listen it's to. It's ridiculous. Finding the time. Yeah. Um, when I was doing long distance driving, I, I could. Yeah. But as it is now, it, I, 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 my, the one thing I have to listen to every single day is Chris Miles. Okay. And because I always listen a day behind, so I can start, stop, start, stop. And that three and a half hour episode will take me all day because I'm in and out of the cab, in and out of the cab because I'm doing short journeys. Yeah. Um, and just, I just, I remember there were days when I could listen to two in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it's insane, isn't it? But yeah, did you want to share your um, story about Chris Moyles that you told me on the phone the other day? <laughs> <laughs> right. So <laughs> he um, he gets sent a lot of stuff in. Um, so a lot of people have, um, have come up with little businesses over lockdown and they send in, and then there's a big trend at the moment to send them in candles. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I've just started up a new Etsy shop. You know, I make, I make wax melts and candles. And I'm like, I want followers on all my socials. So what I'll do is I'll send them in four candles. Because, you know, a comedian sending four candles, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> um, so I, I got this box cat food box big big multi-pack cat food box i put a drink i know because i know everyone's favorite drink i've got all their favorite drinks in it i put in candles i put a little thing in for um about the turtle joke they've got going on there everything i sent it in and they sort of spent i mean this is great for her but they spent about five minutes bigging up this young girl that's doing raising money for for, for charity <laughs> and i was like oh come on tiktok 
And uh, they went, oh, we're getting like 500 followers, 600 followers, seven, oh, we got a thousand followers. Should we do one more? And they were like, yeah, here's a letter from Lucy, here's some candles anyway. And moved on. And they ran out, ran out my Twitter and I got one follower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, thank you if you're listening. Thank you for listening. But, you know, you are the only one I needed that day, you know, make a fuss of them. But it was still like, oh, come on. <laughs> It took him weeks to read it out, and then it was just a throwaway one at the end. And I just thought, that's so not bad. I, read, I wrote a really nice letter, and they were just like, read the first paragraph, just read my my read my read my Twitter handle out, and then just moved on. And I was like, fine, I'm fine. <laughs> and I bet as well when you said when they said, um, oh, okay, let's read another one. Okay, Lucy, I bet you went. <gasps> Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, it's me, it's me, it's me, it's gonna be me. Are you fucking kidding? Are you oh, oh god. <laughs> Typical. It's like when those evil genies, like you know when you say I want a million pounds, but they take a million pounds off a children's charity or something yeah. to give it to you. Like you've got to watch the word in. Yeah. I wanted my name read out, I wanted them to read out my socials, and I really wanted more than one follower, but I didn't I didn't specify that in the letter. <laughs> no, I think yes, next time. Oh yeah, I'm gonna send them a Christmas card and all it's gonna do is just I'm just gonna just have my social handle in it and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> send them um maybe send them a Christmas card with a box full of dog poo <laughs> or cat poo. <laughs> well, and they'll see my name when they write it on the restraining order. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you know. They won't forget me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no such thing as bad press. That's what they say, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, Oscar Batorius will probably argue with you on that one, but. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. So, with regards to the comedy side of things, when was the first time that you realised that, well, you were funny, first of all, and second, no, when was the first time that really that you decided that you wanted to actually do stand-up comedy? About 2008, 2009, but it seems like such a frivolous thing to, to do. Yeah. That, you know, you sort of like, life gets in the way of being silly. And also, you can't just try it you kind of got to do it you can't be like oh, i want to do stand-up so you just find a stage and just do five minutes and everyone loves you and you get a great show from it you've got to sort of approach it probably and i'm i am quite academic and um i found a course and um i saw rod gilbert do a com uh, do an interview on graham norton and he mentioned the course and i thought that's the course i want to do found it and i sort of stalked it for a while yeah um and in just nine years i um got on and did that <laughs> old knee-jerk real reaction orchard over there um but it's it's i i maybe i i i because you i mean where do you start you don't know what to do how do you you know i want to be a comedian i don't i i don't live in the middle of a great town where like oh there's always an open mic night down at you know the, the rose and crown or something very little going on in the sort of sleepy hamlet where i live yeah i had to i, I did the course i had to go i had to go to that there in london four times once every sunday mm. um and they wrote gave us writing exercises in between and we ended with a, a graduation show afterwards the council's our first gig and it's sort of like they sort of held your hand and gave, they didn't write the material for you but they helped you write the material for you that's good that's what you need isn't it yeah they taught you the framework and the persona well you can't teach somebody a persona some some comedians take years to work out their persona i'm i'm, I'm very fortunate i decided i wanted to be sort of bolshy gobby sort of bet lynchy 
Okay. I mean, I don't know how I came up with the character. I probably just looked in the fucking mirror. Uh, <laughs> oh, uh, it's just you. It is a it is a very exaggerated version of me, um, and 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 I'm, I feel happy with it. And it, it I'm proud to say it's it's going great guns. Um, yeah. I sort of I'm, yeah. I didn't. I wanted to have it in me. I wasn't sure if I'd have it in me. Turns out I did have it in me. <laughs> and that's the thing, isn't it? You don't know these things until you try. No. And I mean, there's an ultimate, there's a, I don't know, maybe I, I never had a fear of failing because I, I didn't think I'd ever start it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> my ability to procrastinate is mind-blowing. Um, I'll tell you about it tomorrow. But <laughs> it's just having that, go on then. Yeah, I'll try it. Yeah. <laughs> and I did, <laughs> and I am, <laughs> and you're doing it well. You know, you've you. you've had two two gigs before lockdown, which was amazing. Yeah, I managed to. I mean, a lot of people managed to get quite a few gigs in between lockdown version one and lockdown version two. Um, but when you're starting off, there's no pay in it. No, you've got to schlep your ass around. And I mean, I mean, people that live like in London or Bristol or Manchester, you know, they just get get a get out of the shoes or. Um, get a bus and they can go to 10 venues that, are, that will serve their needs. But for me, it'd be an hour and a half journey up, up and down the M5 kind of thing. So yeah, um, I thought, well, I'll get back, get back on the road, do a bit of trucking, save some, save some pounds up and get back on it. And I was like, right, okay, got the first two gigs. I thought, let's get these two gigs out of the way, see how it goes. And the first gig was actually a night that we, myself and another comedian from North Devon, Dan Olandy, we put on together. And as we were setting up the venue, so they were like, oh, there's going to be um, a national message at four, at five. Uh, like, it's going to happen at six. And we were like, well, if they say we can't do this, you know, do you know what I mean? All the acts are here. All the audience were on their way. The doors were open with fairy lights were on the fucking stage, for Christ's sake. Yeah. Luckily, they said the COVID wasn't going to happen for another week. Yeah, so COVID never the, happened. <laughs> that was on the Saturday, and they said COVID's coming back on the Thursday. And luckily, I had a gig on the Wednesday, mm. so I managed to get that second gig in because I would have been heartbreaking if I didn't. If I had to, I mean, of all the people that managed to get loads and loads of gigs during those two, the sort of, during the the little lift down, lift down, is that what you can call it? <laughs> during the mini break, during the the. The betwixtmas of lockdown. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they managed to pack loads in, and I just, I just thought I'll be sensible. I'll just pick two and see, see what happens. What I need to work on, my material or my timing or the venues or, or whatever like that. Um, and yeah, bollocks. But we're we're already planning December and January. It's very blitz spirit. This, if we all do it, if we all follow the sanctions properly, we can get back to normal properly. Yeah, I agree. And it's and it's those that aren't. Wales and it's those that aren't that are really ruining it for everyone else (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't think it's just Wales but yeah (laughs) I mean the entire country has been put in lockdown but then so is England yeah but you could they weren't following the bloody rules do you think I don't know people there (laughs) yeah what were they doing then (laughs) they were complaining about the sanctions whilst licking each other's fucking faces (laughs) oh you can't tell me what to do come on man let's go for a party honestly it's ridiculous can't tell me what to do if i want to go out i want to go out but there's a pandemic yeah somebody else's problem no it's not (laughs) (laughs) good old welsh it's just english terms isn't it (laughs) 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 but yeah i know because i've got family in wales as well 
Well, they're North Wales rather than South Wales because you're originally South Wales, is that right? Yeah, there's a, there's a, there's a huge difference. <laughs> yes, <laughs> well, they're still in lockdown too, but um, yeah, it's uh, you know, but they're still <laughs> they're probably not as innocent as it all is as well. But I think I think you know to begin with, people were playing by the rules and doing everything as they should be, but then people just kind of got bored of it. Yeah. It's sort of that class mentality of, um, you know, if somebody misbehaves, everybody's in detention. Yeah. But unfortunately, that is the only way you can do it. Yeah. We're having a few, um, what what does Alex call them? Gremlins now? (laughs) Oh, with me? Yeah. That's all right. It was only a couple. It was only a tiny one. Okay. Well, I've got I've got my house Wi-Fi. I've got my mobile hotspot. And I've got a dongle, so you know I, I can move between the three. Just let me know. Oh, okay. Well, no, that's fine. It, we're yeah. It's it's absolutely fine. Don't you worry. It's life life in the sticks. Listeners can't hear. So can't see this, but um, I put my hand up in bunny ears if I think someone's getting gremlins as a, as a visual cue. Oh, okay. I'll do that then. Do that. <laughs> I mean, you can still. That's meant to be gremlins. That's my. That's my. You really, listeners, you cannot see this, but right now we're looking at each other, going with our little hands on our ears. <laughs> but yeah, more like bunny ears. Maybe we need to sort the antenna out. <laughs> you can't really see me though because there's a light on my face so it's not good <laughs> you do look like you're being visited by the angel gabriel right now like there's ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's what it is you look like warrior nun that's exactly it it's uncanny i mean just and the fact you've got a halo burnt into your back you're very method <laughs> I know. <laughs> what can I say? What can I say? <laughs> What's your favourite, one of your favourite jokes that you say? Or do you not want to say because of, you know, you don't... Well, oh, my, one of my own personal ones. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can say somebody else's. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I, I, I sort of, I'm not being shy about it, but it, it's, 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 <laughs> it's, it's a little rule of three where I say, I, I don't know if I'd have the confidence to do stand-up. So I asked my ex-boyfriend and he said, Lucy, darling, you've got this in the bag. He said, for one thing, you look funny. Uh, the other thing is you sound funny. And uh, recently you've tasted funny. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's such a good one. And I like to use that straight off the bat, just so the audience know exactly which level the audience of, of, of humour is going to be coming their way for the next 10 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> I do like that one. I had to, I had heard that one before and I've um, my mum's heard it as well and she roared. She absolutely roared laughter. <laughs> I did it with the, 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 the now the, the USUC Chronicle boys, but, but the, they were then the USUC Bar Fight boys yeah. and uh, they were like... <laughs> <laughs> that was the episode that I I heard it first. Yeah, um, but no, don't worry about. Yeah, don't be shocked about my mum. Yeah, she's got the sense of humour like I've got, so uh, it's all good. Yeah, the silly conversations that we have. Yeah, <laughs> I mean sometimes the conversations could be a little bit less. <laughs> well, so I, I remember uh, playing. My mum played my my stand up to my aunt. Okay. And she was like, oh, she's um, she's a bit rude, isn't she? And, um, you know, Sarah Millican's not rude. And my mum was like, on TV, but on, in live, she's filth. <laughs> 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 but 
people just see Sarah Millican on TV and they think, oh, isn't she lovely? She's adorable. And, and then she does a stand-up routine and she's like, cotton. Um, <laughs> oh, it's insane. <laughs> but uh, who was sort of your, did you have like an inspiration of anyone who um, inspired you to sort of do this line of work or was it yourself that inspired you? Maybe? I don't know. I am. Um, I think we've everyone in 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 my family. We can sort of hold court. Yeah, we're we're all we're all quite capable. I don't know. Maybe it's from growing up on the markets and not being afraid to shout at people that walk past. Oi! But there's always been humour. Yeah, like my, whenever my family get together, um, at laughter laughter ensues. Um, and if you can't laugh about it, then you know, what are you going to do? Cry. Yeah. And we'd always get together on the weekends, you know, and sort of watch the Russ Abbott show or the Noel's House Party or Jasper Carrot and, you know, the, the, the normal Saturday TV where your family would all get together. But like my, my grandmother would, I don't know why the tradition started, but she would, she would cook about 20 sausages and she would put them on a plate by the back door. And as you came into the house, you would just eat a sausage. <laughs> Like she was such a feeder, she got you straight on the way in, straight processed meat with fat, straight on the way in, and then everyone would sit down on the sofa and and, and watch TV together and laugh. And yeah, there was always laughter oh. growing up. And and I don't maybe, I mean, I you you can't speak for other generations, but I, I don't know. Um, I think we're of a similar age where the, the TV just seemed funnier. Yes, I agree. Yeah, I think we are similar. I'm thirty seven, so it's. Yeah, yeah, it's only two years different between us, and 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 genuinely, I just I just think that the TV and now it's just so fucking dark. Yeah, and definitely kids' programs were much better when we were young as well. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah, you know they still still dealt with stuff, but it was just like just it's sort of like keep it light, mate. Was sort of our our general. Yeah. <laughs> keep it light. Um, yeah, everything just had a little bit more humour to it, and now everything's edgy and cool and dramaish and dark and. Um, yeah doesn't mean it's better no no definitely definitely not because like you said you referenced um noel's house party yeah oh, i used to love watching that and like mr blobby turning up blobby 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 <laughs> you know before that'd be jerry the beetle and stuff like that and you just do it just just there would always be comedy shows in it and, and 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 i personally think that the soaps were a lot funnier and now they're just like they're winning awards for the most dramatic scenes and you're like oh, Jesus yeah and it's like yeah with the dramaticness I mean okay fantastic that's the line of work uh, line that you're going to go down but it's almost like with soap um, comedy uh, comedy well not comedies but dramas that you're kind of wanting to almost forget about what's going on actually in the real world. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I, I, for for people that aren't if they're listening that aren't in the UK, we've got we've got three. three we'll leave Brookside out of it, but we've got <laughs> <laughs> we had three. We've got Emmerdale, Coronation Street, and EastEnders. Yeah. And EastEnders was in a town. Emmerdale was in the country. And then you had Coronation Street, which basically just covered the north. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and. It was always that Emmerdale was really funny. Coronation Street had a bit of humour, and 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 Emmerdale, uh, sorry, EastEnders was a bit serious. But now it's all so fucking serious. Yeah, <laughs> you come in, you kick your shoes off, you don't have a day's work. Do you really need that to be in your psyche? Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, 
it pulls in the numbers, so they're never going to stop, are they? It all went downhill after the aeroplane crashed into Emmerdale Farm. That's what I blame it on. <laughs> <laughs> I've never really watched Emmerdale, so I'm not sure. But yeah, I, I, I sort of get what you're talking about. Um, Neighbours is the one for me. So it's the Australian. I love Neighbours. Exactly. They used to, I mean, Neighbours and Hammond Away were funny. Yeah. They, and, and, and then I noticed as, as I was growing older and keeping sort of what, like, you sort of see it less and less and less, but you think, Jesus, they're doing that storyline. Yeah. What, what happened to him just hitting his head on a surfboard? <laughs> <laughs> or Harold Bishop uh, disappearing for 20 years and then coming back because he had... Uh, <laughs> he... Yeah, exactly. He had, a, he had an overexerted power walk, hit his head and came back, yeah. you know. Marge finds that... his glasses on the side of the wall. <laughs> I mean, you know, come on. <laughs> oh, oh, memory lane. Yeah. <laughs> Bouncer's dead now. Yeah, he's definitely got to be dead now. <laughs> or he's in a museum. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I think he's in a museum. Probably the neighbour's museum. <laughs> But uh yeah, it's it's like amazing that um uh what they called uh Susan and Carl are still in it and uh Paul Robinson as well. Gonna feel good. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he must be the absolute you know, they're definitely the OG people now. Well Carl Carl, Carl Candy, the doc he was always a bit of a bit of a hottie, wasn't he? He was sort of like he was yeah. he was like the dill, funny. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then they, they saw from a first for, for us girls, it was sort of that era of when Billy wanted to be called William. And we were like, mate, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're Billy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, because he's more grown up now. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to call Billy anymore. I want to call William. No, no, no it, doesn't, it doesn't work like that, mate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you... our nicknames work. Sorry, no. sorry, we don't call you Thor either. <laughs> <laughs> Name's William, but calls me Legend. No, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> they kill you, Willie. <laughs> exactly. If you try to get your nickname changed, it will only change for the worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Did you still need to go at eight, or are you? No. Okay. That's. I text- Table. I don't if you noticed halfway through, I looked a bit distracted because I was texting you. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, I, my phone's over That's here. why your phone went off. I also, I also got um, a raid invitation and I didn't, didn't press that either. Oh, good girl. <laughs> <laughs> my APM's cancelled. Thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up. <laughs> well, I'm going to end this episode now. No, I'm joking. <laughs> well, we've also just referenced raiding. So... We're going to have to talk about Pokemon. Yes, Lucy is, is new to it, but I, I've i been with it for about a year now. But uh, how are you enjoying Pokemon Go? Well, I, I started a podcast with uh, my friend Sarah Bridgman. And on the episode one, we were just like, well, you know, we, we d- didn't have a format. We weren't sure what we were doing. We just thought we'll press record, see what happens. Mm-hmm. And uh, another comedian, Ali Hancock, was watching and, and she mentioned Pokemon. And we were like... Yeah, you know, we can, this could be part of the show. We just download the app and give it a go. Sarah has lost all interest. <laughs> I am now close to needing an intervention. <laughs> it is addictive. Yes, yeah. it is. Um, and, and the thing is, I, I, I phase out when men lecture me. 
So when it started, this Professor Willow was talking at me and I was like, whatever, 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 what next, 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 next. And then I realized I didn't have a fucking clue how to play it. So I just blindly fumbled my way through it for a few months. And I started Googling, like, what do I, what do I need to do? (laughs) I've got 3,000 raspberries. Why? Um, I still don't understand what the bananas are for. Um, they're not a pineapple. They're not a raspberry. They mean nothing to me. So I just feed them to my buddy. If you don't, if you don't listen, to, if you don't play Pokemon, listeners, this is going to absolutely curl your toes. On my when, on my one woman show, I do a Pokemon section, and you can see the viewers actually plummeting as I speak about it. <laughs> I'm going to have to make myself take the section out because I lose about 10 viewers. And I do about no more than two, three minutes by Pokemon. Yeah. Um, because we get sent, um, you can send each other gifts. Yep. And and when I send Gemma a gift, it'll take a, it'll show a little picture of where I was when I earned the gift point. So she'll see a picture of like something in the village. And you actually made it onto the Lucy show for the best Pokestop. Oh, really? Which is is the one where um, somebody's written on the bottom of the sign, Dyslexia Rules KO. I'm going to have to find the picture and send it to you. Yeah. (laughs) Because you've just walked past a Pokestop and spun it. And what happens with the the gift is they take a picture of that landmark and they, they store it. And then that's what gets sent back and forth. And you've actually got an information board where someone's graffitied it. And underneath it says dyslexia rules, KO. <laughs> oh, really? I need to find out again as well. Because <laughs> I know I've got another one where we've got the statue and I love sending it to people, um, which is, it's basically this uh, these dinosaurs that have been, uh, I've sent it to you a couple of times, but it's a di- basically it's dinosaurs and there's two of them, but the angle that the pi- person's taking the picture looks like they're both mating. <laughs> or both. both- <laughs> I'm like, that's amazing. <laughs> Not doing it right. That's why they're fucking extinct. Yeah, exactly. Someone, someone sends me one from a Butlins sign. So again, if you're not listening from the UK, Butlins is a holiday park. Yeah. And their and their 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 mascot is Crocky Croc Crocodile or something like that, and it's not the front of the sign; it's just the back of this sign of a crocodile. It's the they, I don't know who takes these pictures, but they're always slightly off center, yeah, and they completely miss the point. Or they'll be like, I there was one; it was a pub. The windows had whitewash in them. There was a skip and half a sofa outside, and and it was like this is the White Hart pub. No, it's it's not been it's not for years, mate. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've got one as well, which was obviously a um, at the time it was a ornament because you know like the where where it was placed. There's um, a Jusons there. I don't know if you got Jusons or not yet, but um, yeah. So there was like outside sort of flower pots and stuff like that. Yeah, and there was this 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 um, statue of this uh, Hulk's arm. So it's basically just this arm going like this, you know. And I'm like, where is it? <laughs> I'm guessing it got sold. <laughs> <laughs> I've literally been to that stop so many times. I'm like. I've never found it. Well, I thought I thought I'd come out slightly, and so I put on my I put on my my Facebook. I said, "Look, I was going to post this to the private Pokemon group I'm in, but I want to say, you know, Duskulls make me sick, and uh, I don't have enough gifts to go around all the friends, which gives me anxiety. But I know that you'll all cope with it and all that stuff. Yeah. And it was just it was just pure Pokemon talk that nobody would know if they weren't a Pokemon player. And one of the online comedians, um, global online comedians, went, "Lucy, there's a online Pokemon mic." <laughs> <laughs> 
tonight. And I was like, I don't know what, I don't know what that means. Like, because a global comedy mic is where it's like an open mic. You're on a Zoom room, you'll go around and do five minutes each and make each other laugh. Yeah. But this was a Pokemon one. Like, is it that we're just comedians that tell jokes, but our common interest is Pokemon? So I saw it, it wasn't until about half three in the morning. I was absolutely shit faced. So I'm sat in this room. I'm the only woman. Uh, with all these comedians in America telling jokes, and it had to be all material, it had to be all Pokemon based. So I'm there writing this set. I ended up doing seven minutes on Pokemon, and I've never had a joke die before on a stage because I always try it out in my head, and I, I can tell if it's going to work or not. And I've had jokes that haven't worked, but like I've never had jokes that literally you can feel the sadness in the pause. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're, like, you're like, is anyone there? Hello? <laughs> like you can hear like a oh. <laughs> and that was the one set I've done where certain things didn't work but I remember saying um, huh, Wallam is a magic calf I've just left a long term relationship thanks <laughs> <laughs> they were cracking up over that and I had so many personal messages your Wallam joke's great um, and then um, the other one was oh I don't know why everyone's getting so pissed off about not being able to go out with anything bigger than groups of six I can't even get five together for a mega raid <laughs> And they're all like, ah, she's so funny. Recorded <laughs> <laughs> it and played it back to myself the other day. And I was like, I don't know how to But I thought, you know what? If I don't, if I, if I doesn't go well, I won't go back to that online Pokemon open mic night again. Have you been back? <laughs> no, I, I actually made sure I didn't because because it, it was it's it's like when I um I've been working on the weekends and working midweek, so I've got one night in the week where I've been having a drink yeah. like up late late, like because I do an open mic night in America and then I have a couple of drinks after that with maybe some of the comedians online. Yep. And then it happens, and I was like, no, Lucy, no. Do not press accept invitation. <laughs> no, there's something in me that just went, stop it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, I realized as well, they're all into the, the anime and and the stuff. And and I, I learned, I, I got them, I read the room very quickly that I was scum. Yeah. That I was just a Pokemon Go player. Uh... And. <laughs> And, and I made up, that was my opening line of how, you know, you're this, you're the, you're that. I'm team yellow. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'll give you that. It's like going up to somebody in Hogwarts and going, I'm not Gryffindor. I'm Witcherooney. <laughs> totally undermine all their love. But man, they knew too much for me. Their, they, their knowledge was too rich. <laughs> Fair enough. I like throwing balls at weird things and then trying to work out what I do with them. <laughs> and they knew names and realms and stuff. And I just thought, no, I've done my material. That's all I've got in me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you and good night. <laughs> Enjoy the veal. <laughs> Don't forget to tip the waiter. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but not like that dirty bastard. <laughs> <laughs> For a second there, I thought you meant me, and then I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I've not put my tip anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> I do love my Pokemon, though. Um, but yeah, it's only Pokemon Go that I play, so. It's, it's um. Like I, I, my, um, I had a bit of a tough time when I lost a pet recently, and my mum and I were devastated. And 
to sit there and just play Pokemon. Yeah. And have nothing, no other thought processes enter your psyche whatsoever. It was therapeutic. Yeah. I think that, that I think that was the turning point for me when I just sat there just going, do, do, do. And just, I just, I used it as a therapy tool. Yeah, you got out your headspace. Because, yeah, you, losing a pet is, uh, is just as sad as losing a human. Yeah. If not sadder in some ways, because and I'm not well, trying... Well, they're like your dependent. They're like your child. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm not trying to make a joke or anything, but, and they also, you know, it's like something in the whole, they don't answer you back kind of thing, you know? Oh, mm. But, but I, I'm really grateful for the fact that I just, at that point, I hadn't worked out what I was doing with it. So I'd spend loads of pokey stops. So I had lots of pokey balls yeah. and I hadn't got a fucking clue what I was meant to be doing with them. I had incense coming out my ear and just night after night, I just lit an incense um, and just, just threw hundreds of balls places. Yeah. Uh, if again, if you do not know what Pokemon is, this is the most dreadful. Conversation. <laughs> <laughs> and if you do. Something about balls and dead animals. <laughs> Tune in for next week. <laughs> <laughs> and if you're lucky, some of them can be shiny and it's like... <gasps> yeah, and then you work out they're a fucking zero. <laughs> All my shinies are worthless. <laughs> but they're not worthless because they're rare. So, you know, I know. <laughs> <laughs> I just re- Sorry, listeners. I just gave I gave Gemma a very high raised eyebrow to say... No, that means they're shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, you keep them, but you don't evolve them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. It's like if you can evolve them and you get another one, though, you can keep one of one and then one evolved. I, 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 I was doing really well and then I joined a group on how to play it. And they blew my mind with how much stats and tactics and there's deliberation. And it's, it's it's hit me off my game. Yeah. I'm not really evolving anything. I don't really know what I'm doing. I delete a lot of people, a lot of things I had done. I just stripped away anything that was anything less than a, like a one, two or zero. Mm. Um, and I don't know what I'm doing. I'm in limbo right now. I'm trying to work out how to play it again, <laughs> really. But like to the instruction <laughs> <laughs> but you're so it's so true because when that professor whatever his face is comes on ah oh, shut your face yeah i've never heard him because my phone's always on silent so it's like i've never heard him yeah but i uh yeah i literally like flick past it every single time you're tired you're in the middle of playing a game and some man just wants to talk at you and you laugh <laughs> and then he looks at you and he goes got that and you're like oh shit <laughs> no <laughs> i was gonna say almost that could go full circle and go back to chris again that's kind of what he does to me <laughs> <laughs> definitely while i was living up there anyway because like i was in the flat on my own all the time so when he came home it was like oh my god i got someone to talk to <laughs> i've just had so many toxic relationships where they just wanged on at me like blah blah you're the wrong you've done this you've done that I started playing Pokemon for some peace of mind and this guy starts popping off at me and I'm just like oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> force someone else you loser <laughs> <laughs> when I want you to have an opinion I'll give it to you <laughs> exactly shut up and go sit in the corner who yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <We> invited you <laughs> I also when Sarah and I were setting ours up, I just, it comes up automatically as a boy with short blonde hair. And I just, I just pressed okay. 
And I thought, well, if I'm a man in the Pokemon world, maybe I'll have better success rates, <laughs> more rewards, <laughs> an easier life, more opportunities will be available to me. I thought, fuck it. Despite the patriarchy, one Pokemon at a time. <laughs> but then you've changed it now, haven't you? Have you changed nope. it? Nope. No? Yeah. Nope. Oh, okay. That's obviously- I'm very famous for my little, my little yellow rucksack and my driving gloves. So I've given him driving gloves. I've given him a little yellow rucksack and the rest of it couldn't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's so i gave him a face mask to be responsible the other day uh, yes I, I did that as well um but yeah it was with regards to um yeah outfits and stuff uh, obviously so oh, can't be bothered well can't be fucking bothered in the summer there's only two times that i change it in the summer and in the winter because <laughs> i think that. i can't have because you don't want to get cold or overheat <laughs> I can't have my little avatar getting cold. Hey, I'm a truck driver. Could be in the same fucking clothes that I had on in May. <laughs> <laughs> Dirty bastard. <laughs> Turn him inside out another year. <laughs> <laughs> I love the fact that we've talked more about Pokemon than your stand-up comedy. <laughs> 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 oh what do you want to know i went online i did about 100 gigs <laughs> i now get approached by people from all around the world to perform doing zoom uh, i haven't replied but i just got asked the other day i got, a, got a, someone slid into my dms Ooh. and they were like oh would you like to do a open mic night in israel and i'm like how did you get my details no <laughs> no but there's a few of us that really hit the global comedy scene really hit it hard as soon as lockdown happened we were like fuck lockdown we're, we're still performing yeah um and we became this sort of weird sort of transient little family and um you share each other's names so someone say like can you recommend anyone for a gig and i'd be like well you want Brooke Barcel, you want um aaron crouch you know you and all these different names yeah and obviously they'd had my name put forward and i thought israel i don't know enough about israel to do my comedy in israel like how do they feel about women that drive cars let alone yeah drive yeah <laughs> you know if, if i threaten to murder them which i do in my comedy set um and when i say them i mean the audience i threaten to kill the audience <laughs> it, it works well it, honestly when, it, when you put it together it works well and i mean ultimately yeah i do threaten to kill the audience during my do my closing joke and um would they find me? Would they hunt me down? <laughs> Is Mustard coming after me? I mean, I, I know very little about Israel, but I swear that woman from NCIS was in it. <laughs> <laughs> was Ziva from Israel? <laughs> Am I completely wrong? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Get involved in the chat, people. Get in touch with Gemma and say, Lucy, <laughs> you small-minded piece of shit. No, that's not it. <laughs> 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 it is tricky though isn't it when you're dealing with other countries as well because it's like yeah what i like to do I, I have done i have done my routine i've done it in um online mics in in zurich and france and um malaysia and all the different places in america and, and, and canada and i've tried to tailor some of the key phrases to the country that i'm i'm, I'm performing it to mm-hmm. Um, so instead of saying Fred and Rose West, I'd say, um, Ted Bundy yeah. or the death keeper of Lucerne, um, or change it, whoever the serial killer is for that. And, and, um, you know, I wouldn't say car park as a parking lot. Yeah. And there are certain jokes I can't put in, like my Marmite joke. I can't put in if they don't understand the Marmite joke because it's very niche, very, very niche. Yes. 
Um, and I, I, I try, I try to make it, make as much effort as possible to make sure that the audience can appreciate it. And I'm not just doing my comedy at them. I'm involving them and showing that a bit of craft was involved. Yeah. Fuck. I'm not, I can't got enough time to Google fucking serial killers in Israel right now. I've got a job. My bloody search history. Jesus. <laughs> there's a wing. There's an actual wing for me in GCHQ. <laughs> There's no hope for your uh, wiping it or anything like that. It's not even a klaxon. It's like a really shitty bell where they go, what's she looking up now? (laughs) (laughs) But it's true, though, because, like, I went to America once and, um, well, I've been a couple of times, but this specific time, and we just thought, oh, it'd be quite funny to go to a comedy evening. And uh, it was, it was really, really good. And there was loads of different artists that were, there, you know, sort of all standing up doing like 10 minute slots, like you said. Problem was though, because they were talking, because this was in New York, so they were talking about like the, I want to say underground, but I've forgotten what it's called, the subway. Subway. Yeah, the subway. So they're talking all about that and, you know, like all jokes, everyone's laughing and I'm sort of there going, I don't get it. <laughs> and it's, but again, I'm... In a different area. You're you're the incomer on that one. Yeah. So I mean that that but when you know you're performing to an audience yeah. from that country, I think it's your job to make sure that you tailor because I mean yeah. a joke is a joke is a joke. But there could be something like like when like when I say about the fish and chip van coming to the car park. Yeah. I say the fish and chip van coming to the parking lot. And I just, because I don't want them to be, I don't want them to be hung up on the word and to miss the punchline. It just makes it easier to receive. Yes. Yeah. Uh, because the parking lot and car park, that's not, that's not the punchline. That's just part of the delivery. Yeah. Um, Literally and, in some and, cases with the fish and chips. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I got hung up on. I got hung up on the fish and chips, if I'm honest. <laughs> <laughs> when you stop talking about fish and chips, I'm fucking starving. <laughs> Ironically, that's what I have for dinner. But yeah. Hey. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, you definitely need to cater to your audience. And then. Because it's almost like, you know, um, if you've ever done presentational skills or teaching, if you hand out a full booklet at the beginning of your talk, yeah. people are not going to listen to your talk. Nope. And it's the same with the, 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 the premise for the joke. If you if you put too much details or too many things that are confusing, people are going to be sat there sort of trying to work out what you said and they won't have paid attention and you tell the punchline and nothing happens. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So what's it all about? And let's face it, you're not there to tell a story, are you? There to no, make you're there to make them laugh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, um, yeah, it's I, I'm... I'm enjoying learning about the craft. I'm enjoying meeting other comedians and discussing it. I'm quite geeky. I like when I when I get when I get into a subject, I really want to know everything about it. Yeah. There's some comedians that, that don't. They don't want to know. They don't want to watch other comedians. They don't want to do this that, and the other. I like the history of comedy. I, I like I like the the theory of it and 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 the different um, uh, protocols and 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 devices that you can use i i I do i really enjoy i think the more you learn about it the more you'll be able to pick and choose which bit you take that comedian uses a lot of that that comedian uses a lot of that and and by watching other comedians i don't think i mean sometimes i'll watch a comedian and i'll get an idea for a joke of my own and it might be similar but it won't be like it'll be like similar in the way that they mentioned a car and i think oh i've got one for a car but that's not plagiarism that's just been inspired on the theme um there was uh, a couple of Jimmy Carr ones that inspired me to write other jokes. I thought, well, he's done that. 
if you just take that thought that that, that the process he's gone through, I can actually apply that to something else. So it's not like he's told a joke and I've just changed the name of the character in it and told the same joke. Yes. Yeah, you've got to be careful with that kind of thing. And I think sometimes that's why people don't don't maybe watch other comedians because it's hard if if they're easily led, then I guess Oh, and there's a lot of jealousy as well, a lot of fragile egos. I don't want to watch them, they're better than me. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. It's, I got drunk and I was watching Jimmy Carr once with me and I was like, I'll never be as good as him. <laughs> I like Jimmy Carr until he laughs and then his laugh just gets on my nerves. So it's really... Oh, very similar laugh sometimes, Jimmy Carr, so I'll make sure I tailor my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> you carry <laughs> You carry on, but you know, like, just some, sometimes... Sometimes it seems a bit forced. Yeah, and little, th- little things just, like, irritate you. But, you know, it's like... I suppose if I listened to it more and more and more, it would just be like a nothing thing. Mm. But, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, that's just it. You know, we're all different people. There's some comedians I've watched, and they're absolutely amazing. But Christ, their voice grates on me. Yeah. Um, and there's no reason or rhyme to why one person's voice works for you and one person doesn't. Yeah. I mean, I absolutely love Michelle Wolf, but her voice, in one set, you can love and hate her voice 15 times. She'll say one line and you're like, this is the most amazing voice to tell a joke with. Yeah. And then she tells another line and you're like, ah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's it, isn't it? It's just, uh, yeah, personal preference and all that jazz. So craziness. If anybody's listening that has Netflix, look up Michelle Wolf joke show. It's probably one of the best specials I've seen in a very long time. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'll have a look. That's my recommendation. Yeah, that's good. And be prepared to change your viewpoint on her 15 times. <laughs> <laughs> Comedy's great, voice is shite. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Michelle. She's a big Godsmaller fan. But I mean, I mean she, she just inspires you. She comes straight out of the box and she just hits you in the face with these jokes. And you're just like... That's what I want to be. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm able to say that her voice annoys me in the way that I know that my voice is very, people love it or they hate it. <laughs> um, and I also am obviously approachable enough for them to fucking tell me. <laughs> <laughs> you can't see this, listeners, but Gemma does this face look like I give a shit. <laughs> He knocked him off. I did. I nearly knocked me muff off. <laughs> well, Lizzie, I think that that is a good way to end this episode of you <laughs> grimacing at me. <laughs> Don't want to speak to you anymore. No, on a serious note, that I think that is a good place to end the episode. But you know, before we go, give out your social details and. Uh, you know, what's coming up and, well, nothing's coming up at the moment. Lockdown, but, you know. Well, oh, you say that. Although, Lockdown yeah. does work in my favour. Yes. I do like a, I do like a captured audience. Yes. <laughs> um, if... Um, I I do um, weekly online. I do, I do four shows um, per week. Um, and they're... You can either watch them streamed live or you can catch them up in your own time. Mm-hmm. And the, the brilliant thing is, if you go to lucyorchard.com, yep. so my name plus .com, and then you scroll down, it says social, and there's the buttons for Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So on Facebook, I'm Lucy Orchard Comedy. Okay. Um, on Twitter, I'm 
at the Lucy Fool. On Instagram, I think I'm just Lucy F Orchard, and and the the F. I, do you remember like in the the mid noughties It was like everything was L O L and R L O R F L O Ruffles. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone spoke in acronyms. Somebody came up with the idea that I was L F O, as in Lucy Fucking Orchard. <laughs> um, so that's why my Instagram is Lucy F Orchard. And then was like, and I can tell if somebody has booked me for a gig off my socials because I'll be on the running order as Lucy F Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> Coming up, Lucy fucking Orchard. <laughs> but if you go to LucyOrchard.com, that's the that's the one place you can go and you can find the three buttons to follow me. And 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 also I'm I I am if you get a hundred subscribers on YouTube, you can have a fancy URL. Ooh. So you can have it like forward slash Lucy Orchard. And I'm on like 81. Ah. <laughs> I'm so close. So if you are a, a YouTuber, uh, you know, if you have an account, please click subscribe. I know it sounds very needy. There's like four different things. But um, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, we're, we're um, wrapping up the show and I've realised that we haven't even talked about the podcast that you're on. <laughs> well on lucyorchard.com you can find out the details of all my shows so i do a one woman weekly show on a tuesday called the lucy show yep. on a thursday i do a comedy chat show with my co-host sarah bridgman where we interview chat, uh, comedy guests and review comedy programs and um on th- uh, fridays we do the weekly bazaar which is myself shane chesby and alex whiteley and we do um it's Alex sometimes says it's a parody of a news show, and it's not because that is all news. We pick actual, genuine, bony, fidey yeah. news stories. It's just if you're looking for CNN or Fox News, it's not well fucking Fox News. There's been loads of foxes on there, but, um, but um, <laughs> we we find weird and wonderful stories like um, like the train from Rotterdam that went through the barrier the other day, and it was actually saved by an art sculpture oh, yeah. hanging in <laughs> hanging on the shoulder, or the woman that married the sketch Statue of Liberty. Or the fact that they're saying stop, stop throwing your drugs in the bayou because the crocodiles are becoming addicts. It's just s- stories that you think, what? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. Because we've got um, at the end of our show, sort of like the salty tadpoles know this, but sort of towards the end of the show, we have like a story of the week where like me and James sort of bring a story each. We've been doing it for um, quite a while now, just to you know recap the the you know we weren't copying you, we did it first kind of thing. <laughs> but no, sometimes I do have to listen to the weekly bazaar after I've recorded because. I think to myself, I don't want to kind of like accidentally pick up one of your stories. I want to try and find one of my own. But so often there's always a crossover with the stories. I do the same. I've got a section on the Lucy show called Tomorrow's Chip Papers. And I choose one story. And more often than not, I take that one to the Weekly Bazaar as well. Because me having a review on it is one thing. But hearing the boys' opinion on it just makes it even more special. So they don't realise that the one I'm doing for Tomorrow's show is that there was a huge drug bust in America. And they found like acres and greenhouses full of marijuana and and like pounds and pounds of it dried and all that stuff. And three kangaroos and two zebras. <laughs> now, desperately seeking Susan with that scene where she's got the tight le- the leopard with the fucking diamante choker. That's a different one if you put a zebra in that place. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Taking care of baby as a zebra walks past. It really, it's... <laughs> <laughs> it's something different. 
<laughs> there, there were no photos because you know they would just be the saddest looking fucking kangaroos ever going I don't know why I'm here yeah. <laughs> my brother was like oh maybe they got it wrong and they got a zebra not a mule <laughs> <laughs> shout out to no launch on that one <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for having me on here Gemma you're absolutely welcome uh, maybe Next time, you know, James can be here as well, but I wouldn't it to be just the two of us this time. So, because girls just don't want to have fun. <laughs> girls just don't want to have That's all they really want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to be moving into a duet. Don't worry, guys. <laughs> well, we're going to keep broadcasting. We're not going to give it all up to, to, to go on the X Factor. But, but Maybe next time with with James there, he can stop us talking about Pokemon so much. And I'm so sorry for all the listeners that you're going to lose because it really does. You can it's like some sort of um, sort of comedy. Um, yeah. <laughs> Thing is, though, I think after three years, well, just over three years of doing this podcast and me just talking about utter bollocks, I don't think they're going to disappear. I think they're here don't to stay. Don't put yourself down. You mean fantastic bollocks. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Big, fantastic, shiny bollocks. There we go. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you ever so much again and bye. Bye.